Hi, welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. I just want to let you know that I am running a free five-day confidence kickstart, which starts on the 4th of September. I haven't done anything free like this in well over a year. And the purpose of the five-day kickstart is to help as many women as possible ditch the fad diet and build healthy habits so that they can lose fat and feel confident for good. And we're going to do this without sacrificing the food and the life that we love. So this five-day event is going to help you achieve a breakthrough that will change your approach to nutrition and exercise forever. Click the link in the show notes to find out more. You'll see some success stories from women that I've worked with and you'll be able to enter your details and grab your space. As I said, we start on the 4th of September, so be sure not to miss out. And if you do have any questions about it, then find me on Instagram and send me a little message. Hello, welcome back. We are here for this week's Confidence Club check-in. Now, this weekend has been August Bank Holiday weekend, so I feel like everyone's just disappeared a little bit. I don't have many check-ins. Um, I've only got a few to go through. It's fine that people are off enjoying themselves. Um, we're just trying to make sure that if you are listening to this and you didn't do a check-in this week, make sure the next week you do, because I want to hear how things are going. Um, so, first of all, we will get cracking with the wins. Okay, so... First of all, we've got Robin. She got three workouts in, two runs. She planned it in and she stuck to the plan, which is amazing. So quite often we can plan things in and then just literally forget what we were supposed to be doing halfway through the week. It's actually quite hard to follow the plan and you get you get to learn over time which things are unrealistic and which things are realistic for you to be able to fit into a week. Um, so well done, Robin. Three workouts, two runs is, you know, five hours of exercise to yourself and um, really, really good, well done. So proud of you for that. Chrissy said that she got back from holiday and straight into her routine. She got four gym sessions in and she also did a spin class for her cardio. She did 12K steps a day, so super active and also stuck to her calories apart from Saturday when she went for lunch. But she isn't worried because she didn't go, you know, crazy at lunch. Um, she said that this week she decided to get up at 5.15 every day and get some work done before everyone else needed me. It's been a great week. I... I say this a lot to mums and I know that it's very hard. So if you've got really young children who are awake at like 4am, 2am and all sorts of times in the day, I think that it, it it can be hard to actually do this. But if you've got kids who are in a little bit more of a routine or not even just if you've got kids, just kind of if you are in demand right from the start of the day, then I would always recommend trying to get up earlier. So go to bed earlier and trying to get up earlier. So a lot of my clients do have children and one in particular has three children and they 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 are the ones to wake her up every morning and it is around half six, seven o'clock each day. And just by making her wake up time half an hour earlier, she was allowed to start her day. This allowed her to start her day on a much less and a much calmer, less stressed um tone, if that makes sense. So when you are waking up and constantly you're in demand, mom, mom, want this, need this, or 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 whatever, you know, they're in your bed or whatever, and you're in demand straight away, try and if they are in a routine or if you do have if there's people you're in demand from a certain time, you know, some people's work phones start ringing from six o'clock. Try and make sure you wake up with good time. So for example, I need to be in the gym at six o'clock Monday to Friday, but I don't wake up at half five, which would mean that I have to wake up get a shower, rush to the gym. 
I make sure that I get out of bed at at latest five o'clock and that allows me time to sit down with a coffee because my my social battery needs to be warmed up and ready to go and I need to start the day on a nice calm note and I think it makes a good a really big difference and it sets you up for the day in a really positive calm way so if you do have kids if you are someone who's in demand from early on in the day and if that's quite like a regular time you say they wake you up at seven o'clock or six o'clock every day if you are able to wake up half an hour earlier or an hour earlier if you can and try and have a little bit of time to yourself and that'll just help you gather your thoughts let you make a plan for the day and it just it just makes everything a little bit easier and I know it seems counterintuitive like you're getting up earlier you're going to feel tired you're going to feel lower on energy but eventually when you get used to that new wake up time you'll start to go to bed earlier you will get you know enough sleep in but you'll just feel calmer and better when the days began a friend of mine was actually doing this she's got two young kids and she was doing it where she was going downstairs tidying up around the house before those kids got up because then she could just focus on being with them so just a little tip and Chrissy I am glad that you um did that and that you feel like it's been a great week um so yeah all very very good she's been cracking on with her work before anyone else needed it I think that that's a good little head start to the day Nikki said she wasn't going to do workout three because she slept in she didn't want to do it on Friday evening but she sucked it up and did it anyway what a good win I I'm fully understanding this mental battle. I do feel like I'm going through this a lot with most workouts, most meals. I'm like, oh, so well done, Nikki, for like overcoming that mental battle. You were like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But you slept in. So you had to get it done in the evening. And I bet you felt better for doing it. It's it, the thought of doing it is always worse than actually doing it. And once, you, once you're halfway through the workout, you're like, why was I so against doing this? And then once it's over and you get your shower, you're just like, feel great now, made up, I did that. And I bet you're telling everyone else about it. Like, oh, I've just done my workout and I feel great. And, you know, I'm in a good mood and I've got more energy. And it really does help to lift you up, whether you're training in the morning or the evening. It does give you that little boost. So well done for pushing through and getting it done, Nikki. Proud of you for that, especially on a Friday night when it's so tempting to just sit on the couch with a glass of wine. Vicky is um her win is completing all three workouts and going above and beyond with her steps unreal. She says she's feeling really proud of her commitment to the program at the moment and feeling good having a routine is feeling on track with things. She says she hasn't seen a drop on the scales, but she knows that this is because she hasn't been focusing on the food side of things. So if your goal is weight loss scale, so the exercise the habits, this is all brilliant. It's going to contribute to your health. It's going to contribute to how you're feeling with your mood. It's really beneficial. So whether you're trying to lose weight or not, it's very important to stay active and very important to focus on, you know, that protein, the fruit and veg, the going for the steps, you know, focusing on sleep. Like all of these things help you feel good. But if your goal is specifically to lose weight, we do have to stay within a calorie deficit. Now, I have spoken in the past that there's a number of ways of doing this. It's tracking your food, um, managing your portion sizes, so sticking to set portion sizes, sticking to set meal structures. Um, and so if you're expecting the scales to go down, that's the most important part, okay? Everything else is brilliant. It's amazing for you. It's going to contribute to health, well-being, and it's going to make you feel good, and it will change the shape of your body. Don't get me wrong, but... If you want to see losses on the scales, you are going to have to make sure that you are eating below your calorie needs. 
So just a little nudge to Vicky and to anybody else who's getting frustrated with the scales. If you're not focusing on what food you are eating, if you're not focusing on what's going in your mouth all day, every day, then we're not, we can't expect to see weight loss. I'm not saying you won't feel better, look better and see, feel and see aesthetic changes because you can stay the same weight and experience dropping in measurements, a clothes size dropping, that can happen even if the scales don't move. So that means that you can still lose body fat. But if you're wanting to see the scales go down specifically, we do need to uh, be in a diet. And that means eating in a calorie deficit. So just a little nudge, focus on your food more and those scales will come down. But I also have to say, not everybody needs to see the scales come down. The scales come down are not the be all and end all. Like I've just said, you can drop dress sizes, you can drop measurements without the scales actually moving because we can uh, build muscle, lose body fat from all of the other things that we're doing, especially if you are controlling your nutrition in in some way and not going overboard. I mean, if you're eating above your means, if you're eating in a surplus, you're not going to see any of that fat loss. Um. Caitlin ate more protein, but she's still not hitting the 100 grams, but she's eating a lot more than usual. So 100 grams of protein, It just keep it really, really simple. Have at least 25 grams of protein in your breakfast, you know, which or at least 20 grams of protein, let's say, in your breakfast, at least 30 grams of protein in your lunch, in your dinner, at least 30 to 40 grams of protein. And then you might need a snack of 10, 20 grams as well to, to add it up. So or eating 100 grams of protein is, is actually quite straightforward. If you break up your meals, eat three meals a day and have a decent source of protein with each meal, it is quite quite straightforward. So keep focusing on it. It will happen. Josie, she said that she's been keeping up with her steps and this week it was 5.5k average per day. So last week it was 5k and this week 5.5. So amazing. Well done. As she said, she got all workouts in. Her nutrition was also good and his son um, wasn't well. So it was hard to get his steps in on certain days, but she's been active over the weekend. And um, she said another win was also three people said she looked great and that she looked like she'd lost, lost weight. Now, obviously, we don't do this for other people. We're not doing this for the approval or like recognition of other people. We are doing this for ourselves, our health, like all like for us to live long, healthy, happy, confident lives. Um, but it's always nice when you get a little bit of external validation. Um, can't help it. Like, I can't help when someone gives you a compliment, you to feel a little bit good about it. So lap it up, love. Um, I hope you took the compliment well and said, Oh, thanks. I've been working really hard. Um, so yeah, love that. Happy that people are also paying attention. We're also noticing your hard work. Christine completed four workouts. Well done. She didn't know that the glutes and core was a live workout but it is. So now you can do four each week, which is amazing. Nicola said she had more fruit and veg than usual. After last week's check-in, she said that she's been thinking about what was said about having a proper meal and how it should have protein, carbs, and veg. She's made small steps to improve. So for example, when she wanted a ham sandwich, she'd usually just have ham on, on a sandwich, but instead she went to the shop, got salads, and had her salad on the side as well. So going forward, she's going to build this up and make it the norm. Now, I, this was me. So, and it's still, so my preference in any meal, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I, I, so for the first 20 years of my life, I did not eat any vegetables. I shit you not, I didn't eat any vegetables. I think I would force spinach down me every now and again when my mum would make chicken and bacon for a pasta. I'd have it on a bed of spinach and I'd bork my way through it. Hated it. 
um refuse to eat anything like that i mean ro me roast dinners were just meat roasties and yorkshire puddings like i was just a proper salad and veg dodger and then obviously as i got older i started to think this isn't normal you need to sort yourself out and i've slowly been improving how much i eat but i've got to be honest until about five years ago I was still a proper wimp with it. Now I'm 30 now. So by the time I was 25 is when I really started to focus on it. And now I'm like eight, nine, 10 portions of fruit and veg a day, which is like insane. So I understand this because even still now, my preference would be when I'm making a sandwich, my preference is that I just want the butter, the chicken uh, and the bread or the turkey, the cheese, the butter and the bread. I actually don't really want to put salad on it, not going to lie, but I just automatically do and force myself to do that. Same again, if I am making tea for me and Fran and I'm feeling, oh, can't be bothered, I'll like put chicken in the oven and I'll just want to have chicken and potatoes or chicken and rice, but I'll force myself to also bang in a tray of veg. I always enjoy it when I eat it now and I always feel good for eating it, but it's just something that I constantly have to remind myself and make myself do because I just don't, love it it's not my favorite part of the meal but then I always have to tell myself I'm eating for fuel as well as fun so this is going to be an enjoyable things to eat and you know it's fun for me to eat this tasty food but I also need to eat for fuel I need to eat for me health I need to eat for me hormones I need to eat for me gut health I need to eat for me skin um you know me like just living longer and need fiber and need nutrients and it was something that I didn't have for, for years and years and now I'm like trying to catch up and I don't know if it really works that way but I it, it's hard so I get it Nicola I really do understand um but these small changes will make a big difference to your digestive system to your health um to your to, to your gut to your hormones and i do think that it is important that we're all focusing on getting five fruit and veg a day at least five fruit and veg a day more if you can um because i i have noticed a big difference in like the way i feel and i also just feel very good about the fact that i'm putting good things in my body and um, that i'm giving myself goodness and i'm giving myself nutrients so it, we can't just rely on vitamins that we take, like a multivitamin or a supplement. It's not absorbed in the same way. And we need the fiber from the real veggies and the real fruit. So it really does make a difference to like your stomach, um, how you're feeling, your fullness, um, your, your skin, like I said, and just your overall health and well-being. So I love that you're making a conscious effort, Nicolette, and just continue with that. My little rule is just no beige meals and it's something that I'm trying to instill in Fran as well because he just wants everything to be easy and convenient. So again, he'll just make a ham sandwich or a chicken sandwich. I'm like, put some salad on it. Um, and I know that it's the thing that we're just not really bothered about, but we do need it. So please, if you are a salad dodger, like I was for 25 years of my life, then please make sure that you are eating more. And um, not to be harsh, but if you say you don't like fruit and veg, like just grow up. <laughs> mm. um, because that was something that I said to myself. Well, I said to other people and said to everyone else, it is like, I don't like fruit and veg. Oh, I don't like it. It makes me gag. And it did physically make me gag. I know that that is so dramatic. But if you put a carrot in my mouth, I'd be like, <laughs> um, when I was eating salad, I'd be like, oh, it'd have to be covered in dressing and stuff. And it's quite embarrassing and dramatic when I look back on it now. But just like I just had to tell myself to grow the fuck up, like grow up and the, these this is what you need to eat. You should have been eating it for 20 years and you haven't. 
Um, so I had to find ways to enjoy it. So if I'm making anything, I'll cut it up really, really small. You know, if I'm making like a pasta or a chili or anything like that, I cut veg up really, really small so it's not chunky. I mean, now I can have it chunky, but I never used to be able to. Um, I roast veggies, you know, with seasoning and stuff. So it's like nice and tasty. Still, if you put a plate of boiled veg in front of me, I would not eat it. Sorry, but I just don't like it so um it's got to be like grilled tender stem or uh, done in the oven or you know something like cooked in a recipe find the way that you will enjoy to eat it and then salad salad's easy for me to eat now but I always used to just used to have dressing so you get low fat dressing so I know that a lot of people listening to this are probably like oh this just is irrelevant but there are so many people out there just eating beige meals like I'm seeing people's food I'm looking at people's food diaries. I can see that there's just beige meals everywhere and we really do need to fix it because it's just not good good for our overall health. And if you're struggling with digestion and you're struggling with bloating and you're struggling with, um, you know, like, I don't know, if you're staying full, then that's an easy way to, to make it easier. So let me have a quick drink because I feel like I've spoke loads already. So we're going to go through some struggles. We've got, first one is, doms so I had a couple of weeks off and the doms were challenging so obviously when we have time off training it's normal to feel sore oh it's what puts me off the most about having like full rest when I go on holiday because the doms when you get back is just a little bit rough my kind of way of helping doms I mean it's it's inevitable really but just take whenever you do have time off when you go back to the gym just take your weights a little bit lighter don't try and lift what you lifted you know last time you were there two weeks ago um so take things a little bit lighter and then make sure that you're getting lots of steps in lots and lots of water lots of lots of protein and prioritize your sleep those things help with recovery but doms is normal and it's expected especially when you've had a break um but those things might help but usually keeping weights lighter is kind of the, the best move um and next we've got um okay so I didn't plan to have the right foods at the start of the week which meant once my week got going I was busy and I was making the wrong choices with my nutrition fully understand this I also slip into this if I haven't got a full fridge at the start of the week it's like I'm playing catch up all week and the one thing that I do to kind of fix this is um get me Asda delivered and I don't even really like like shopping at Asda typically I'll go to Aldi but if my fridge is particularly bare I will make sure that I'm getting an Asda delivered on the Monday if I miss it for the Monday for whatever reason forgot to forgot to order it over the weekend then I'll make sure that on that Monday I'll be like this is going to be the only day that I fuck up this week this is going to be the only day that I eat beige meals this week it's the only day that it's allowed because tomorrow my Asda's coming so I'll I'll do it that way and you know obviously earlier on I'm saying no beige meals girls we're not here to be perfect we know that by now every now and again you're going to have a beige meal um for example you didn't get your food shopping and all your salads moldy or whatever so it's making sure that you either run the shop and get the thing like Nicola did for a ham sandwich or you get that as they're ordered for the following day. Obviously, you can get food delivered from other places than as their Tesco, Sainsbury's, all of that. But, you know, um, as is just what I use. Um, so, like, it, think about this. So I didn't have the right foods in. So what could you do instead of letting yourself get to Wednesday or Thursday or Friday and being like, oh, it's still all gone to pot? 
why not on the Monday when you realised you didn't have a full fridge of the food that you wanted, why not get your food in that afternoon, that evening, or get it delivered for Tuesday? Why not? What was the reason you didn't do that? Will you do that moving forward? And then also you might want to make it just part of your weekend routine to always make sure that you do a food shop. And I know that sometimes life does get busy, which is why it's amazing that we do have food delivery. We live in a bloody easy, easy world right now. Um, so use it, use the convenience things of, you know, being able to get those d- deliveries in. I think not making right choices on one day, not having not having good nutrition on, on one day is fine. But if you let that spill into two, three, four, five, that's that's your problem. That that's your fault. Like we can't we can't blame the world or blame a busy weekend on that because you can always find half an hour to, to get your shopping, whether that's to go to the shop or the 10 minutes to order it, you can find it. So don't make excuses for yourself. Think about what you didn't do. So what would you do next time? Like when you're looking at last week, you didn't have that food and you made wrong choices all the way through the week. At what point could you have turned it around? Was it on the Monday? Was it on the Tuesday? Could you have gone and got food? Could you have ordered food in? And then next time, remember it and do the thing that you didn't do last week. So we're learning from these struggles. So it's not just like, oh, it all went to shit because of this. No, actually, well, why did it go go to shit? And what can I actually do next week or next time this happens? What can I do to avoid it being five days of poor nutrition or five days of beige meals instead of just one? Um. Okay, next struggle we've got, I went for a meal for my brother's birthday and felt guilty. Now, hold the phone. Why did you feel guilty for going for a meal? We need to get out of this kind of mentality that you feel that 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 you should feel bad and that you should feel guilty for eating some food that is not that nutritious. Sometimes, like I've just said, obviously we want to be eating the rainbow every single day, but every now and again there are going to be some beige meals in your diet, and that's okay. Just like every now and again you're going to have a little pizza. Every now and again you're going to go to the chippy. Every now and again you're going to have a Chinese meal. Every now and again you are going to go to a barbecue and you're going to eat four pizza foods instead of just one. Every now and again you are going to overindulge here and there, but that doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. When you are going for a meal, say like, say if you had in a whole week, if you eat three meals a day, which I know not everybody does all of the time, but if you do eat three meals a day, then that is 21 meals in your whole week, okay? If you go out for a meal for one of them, (laughs) that's still 20 other meals that you smashed it. That's still 20 other meals that you were aware of what you ate. Going for a meal is not bad i eat out at least three times a week because we don't cook over weekends um and like we just that's our thing me and fran don't really drink we don't really do anything we like to go for meals that's that's our thing that we like to do there's nothing wrong with going for a meal so please do not feel guilty you're allowed to socialize you're allowed to have fun you're allowed to celebrate your brother's birthday you do not need to feel guilty for it what i would ask yourself is what do you actually feel guilty about when you were at the meal, was there choices that you made that you feel like you maybe should have made differently? Or when you were at the meal, did you just enjoy yourself because you were valuing time with your family and you know you just allowed yourself to enjoy yourself? Well, then that's fine. You just let that go. But if you if you if you woke up the next day and thought I should have done this differently, then maybe next time you eat out, you do that thing differently. So that might be that you don't order the garlic bread and the chips with the lasagna and you just have the lasagna. It might be that you don't order two starters just for you because you couldn't choose as well as a dessert and then drank five cocktails as well. 
maybe there's some changes that you could have made there. Like think about what you could have done differently, but while also still enjoying the meal, eating out is not an issue. But sometimes when we eat out, it can lead us to go like way overboard when really we don't need to. Eating out doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to go eat overboard. So think about the choices that you made. Acknowledge that you're still in control of it. A lot of the time it's worth it a lot. And sometimes it's not worth it. So you ask yourself, what would I do differently? How could I manage that differently? And then next time, hopefully learn from that struggle. But as you said, it's one meal out of seven days. It's one meal out of 21 meals. So really, it's not going to make a big difference. One meal out is not enough to ruin your calorie deficit unless you eat, you know, like a huge, huge, huge high calorie meal. Um, So please don't feel guilty or bad. Usually feeling guilty or bad about it actually ends up coming and biting us in the bum and makes things worse off. Just nip it in the bud, leave it where it is and carry on with your week the way that you want to. Um, And just try not to, to have like, you know, emotions and, and guilt around things that a night out and meals that you've enjoyed. So you said that you're also due on your period and want to eat everything in sight and not enough protein. So obviously when we're due on our period, a lot of us, not everyone, but a lot of us can experience a drop in energy and a spike in hunger. Um, And that spike in hunger is usually cravings for sweet stuff because of that drop in energy we want, the body wants instant energy. And so it wants sugar. And I get this a lot. I definitely do crave like shit. <laughs> I crave chocolate. I, I crave crisps. Mini cheddars is a new thing for me. Like look, if I buy a bag of mini cheddars, I'm like, see ya. All of them are gone. It's bad. Um, So what I would say is to maybe not have too much stuff that you don't really want to eat stock in stock. So don't have cupboards full of chocolate if you if you if you feel like you find it hard to not go back. Um or maybe just give yourself like really give yourself like strict boundaries around stuff. So for me, if so I'm also due on my period and I've had a bit of chocolate, but then I'm like, I'm not going to eat a full share bar, but I will have a bit of chocolate. And it's like putting it away and being okay with leaving it. And then just what I always say is how long can we make this last? So me and Fran used to be quite bad. We'd go and spend a tenner in the shop and we'd just nail it all. And then the next day do the same thing where it's now it's we buy one share bar. And then if we can make that last two days, then that was a big success. Um, so it's just trying to do those small things, like not buy so much. Don't, don't overindulge when you go in the shop buy as little as you can just buy one thing and then see how long you can make that one thing last also be mindful when you're eating it as well so instead of just sitting there nailing it while you're watching something or scrolling on your phone how like be really mindful of what it tastes like and pause and eat it slowly and um you know like if you do have a share bar just take a couple of uh, rows off it and then put it back in the cupboard and go and sit down and enjoy it with a cup of tea um i know a lot of people will put like chocolate in a yogurt bowl as well so that they feel more full from that too um so then that they're less likely to go back into the cupboard for more so just acknowledge that you do have more cravings at this time and that's fine a lot of people do try and make sure that you are if you are feeling like you're really, really craving chocolate, give yourself things like fruit in that face. So I'll give me have myself an apple. I'll have some grapes. I'll eat some strawberries. And then if it's later on in the day and I'm still craving chocolate, I'll be like, you know what? I'm just going to have a little row of chocolate and I'm going to really enjoy it and savour it. And just try and be a little bit more, have a little bit more self-control. 
at the end of the day, we do have self-control. We just have to exercise it. It's not that you've got a lack of control. It's not that you've got a lack of discipline. It's not that you can't control yourself with your cravings. You 100% can. You can feed them in a way that doesn't take you way over your calories or doesn't take you way, you know, over the top with things. So make sure that you hit your protein first, get your fruit and veg first. And if you're still feeling like you want some chocolate, just let yourself have it, love. But don't eat a sheer bar, just have a small bar. You know, if if you can have a Freddo, have a Freddo. If not, just have a normal size chocolate bar rather than eating a full sheer bar. Um, so I hope that's helpful in some way, but cravings are normal. We just have to try and make sure that we're eating for fuel first. So getting that protein in, getting those fruits and veg in, and then at the end of the day, giving yourself that little treat with the chocolate. Um, and I also think as well, the reason that I'm saying at the end of the day is if I'm mid-morning craving chocolate and I allow myself it, that's me set off for the day. Um, like it's like I've had that little bit of chocolate and then I just keep wanting more. I just keep wanting more. I just keep wanting more. And then that's how I end up going through a whole share bar or share bag in one day. Whereas if I'd be like, no, I'll have my chocolate later after my tea. Let's fill myself up on my protein for now. Let's have loads of fruit and veggies and stuff. Let's make sure that I'm getting all the sweet, hitting this sweet craving as best I can. And then after my tea, I'll enjoy the chocolate, you know, while I'm sitting on the couch, whatever. Um, So try and have like reason with yourself, make decisions slower, pause, think about what you really want. Think about whether it is the best move for you to dig straight into the chocolate before you've had your breakfast, all of that stuff. Um, next struggle is I find that the exercise routines are hard. Uh, for some reason, lunges and jumping are are not good. Um, okay, so what I would say is um, I think you are following the home program. So I would make sure that you actually follow the live demo version with me because I will tell you all of the alternatives. So if you if lunges are painful, then if jump lunges are painful, then do not jump. <laughs> um, and I do specifically say that in the live workouts, I give you alternatives where you take the jump out and then for some people actually swapping a lunge altogether for a squat. Um, I know later on this same person has also asked for some alternatives for exercises like lunges and burpees. So again, I will never put a burpee into a workout without me saying where the alternative is. The alternatives are also at the top of every workout in the description so you have got alternatives there you just need to make sure that you're following them so they're in the top of the description or if you follow the live follow along workout which i recommend everyone does because you get all the technique pointers and tips throughout especially when you're training at home and you're a beginner and new to all of this stuff make sure you are following them because that's why i spend the time to do them to make sure that you feel like you've got a pt in your pocket talking you through every single rep um, and i'll also give you the alternatives and you can follow them at the pace and stuff as well and um, that we're doing it so remember when you start a new form of exercise so if you're just getting into so i know that this person used to just stick to cardio machines treadmill cross trainer rower all of that so sometimes these movements are going to feel very new and going to feel very different remember that it takes time to adjust it takes time to adapt and it it's okay to be a beginner and it's okay for things to feel a little bit awkward, but you will get better the more that you do it. Practice does not make perfect, but practice does make progress. And if you, just because you're struggling with things right now doesn't mean that you will forever, but things like jump plungers and burpees, some people are just never really gonna do. And I'm all right with that because neither of them are essential for, uh, they gotta be honest, those two exercises specifically are just to tire people out. They are not to build you know, 
strong muscles and they are basically just to get your heart rate up and there are other things that you can do so don't worry they're not like essential things that you need to be doing anyway so take the alternatives that's why they are there next struggle we've got is sleep so it's an ongoing struggle at the minute and i know mainly because of stress i know that i talk about sleep a lot but specifically specifically stress related um these are the things that i do okay now i am definitely 1000% better or 1000 times better at um, managing stress than I used to be. I, I've just come out of the end of a pr- proper rough couple of years, but now I feel like really calm and zen. And I feel like these are the, these are the things that have really made the big difference in my uh, mental wellbeing and my ability to like sleep well and also wake up refreshed um, and like to drift off to sleep. Um, so First thing is making sure that you have that switch off time. I know that people think that it is relaxing or downtime for them to sit and scroll on their phone, but please can we like not do that when we're trying to go to sleep like half an hour later. Have a cutoff on your phone, reduce your screen time. I really do understand that people don't think that this is an issue, but it is. Your brain is not meant to be that overly stimulated. I got a notification on my phone this morning that my screen time was up 140% and I made an actual like vocal noise. I was like, like what the actual fuck happened last week? And I know it was because my mind was racing a little bit more in general. I had some thoughts that were coming to my head and some worries that were coming to my head. And I was trying to distract myself a lot last week. And I know that reflecting back, that's what I was doing. And my screen time shows. So when we are going through stressful situations, we want to be distracted. We don't want to think our feelings. We don't want to feel our thoughts. And so... um the phone is the first thing like just see constantly people are on it and I try to reduce mine right down to like I want to just have one hour on Instagram a day and that's only really the only really thing that my screen time comes from Um, and last week it was like four hours average a day which I I is not good for me um so screen time it's big it's huge and i know people think that it's way to it's a way to relax and it's a way to switch off but it is not you are overly stimulated you are seeing things that are um it's not common for your brain for one so it's not a way to relax okay and then for two even if you follow all of the most inspirational positive pages there's an element of it where you're going to be like oh well I don't feel like that or oh I wish I had that or oh my life's not like that and oh I should be doing this and it's 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 a very active exercise even though it looks like absolutely nothing sitting just swiping your thumb and scrolling your thumb you there's a there's a lot going on thoughts brain is a lot is happening um so please if you are struggling with sleep and if you are struggling with stress please reduce your screen time right down Get the Opal app if you can. Just reduce your screen time. It makes a huge difference. And I noticed it, like I noticed it in myself. I felt a little bit like, ooh, I don't feel very even this week. Um, And I, I, I do, like the screen time tells me why. Um, But if you're trying to get to sleep, you need that cut off to be an hour before. So for me, my bedtime is nine o'clock. So after eight o'clock, I am very, very rarely on my phone. Every now and again, you might get a little message from me, like 10 past eight or whatever. But if I'm if I'm up at five, my cutoff is eight o'clock on my phone. So I just will not be on it after that. Um, and I'm also like that with Fran. I'm like, get your phone away from me, get that blue light away from me. Um, I just, I just, it's just I feel like it's made a big difference. 
Another thing that is really, really good for me is brain dumping. So it's just writing in a journal or writing a to-do list or whatever. So sometimes it's like, oh, today this really didn't go well and me sorting sort it out in my brain. Or it's like tomorrow I need to do this and making a plan for the next day. So just instead of sitting on your phone scrolling, think, how did today go? How could it be better? How could it be better? And then t- what's on the plan for tomorrow? So what's the plan for tomorrow? So how did today go? What could be better? And what's on the cards for tomorrow? And just write those things down and you will feel great for doing that because you've processed the things that are going on in your head. You've allowed yourself sit- to sit with those things that are going on. You might come up with some sort of solutions. You might like, you know, question some of you thinking and be like well that doesn't make sense Um, and then also making that to-do list for the following day is so good for a good night's sleep like I don't know about anyone else but waking up in the middle of the night and going I need to do this tomorrow it's just awful where if if you've done that brain dump there'll be none of that because you've already thought about it reading your book instead of watching telly um I'm watching this who is Erin something and um, wow, that that's a stressful that's a stressful program. I can't watch that just before bed. Um, so read your book. Also, making sure that your room is cool, and just having like a nighttime routine. So for me, I'll get off my phone, I'll just relax and watch TV for a bit. But then I'll go upstairs and I'll do my skincare. And like once I'm once I've been doing my skincare and brushing my teeth, that's it. I'm so zened out because my body knows when I'm smelling them smells when I'm doing those things. It's like time for me to wind down. So there's some things that might really help. Meditation, sleep app. So Calm is what I use. So if I'm struggling, it's normally when Fran's on nights, but if I'm struggling to get asleep, I will listen to a bedtime meditation on Calm, like a bedtime story. Idris Elba, Harry Styles, Matthew McConaughey. They're the voices that I love the most. Um, And I'm just literally wiped out. I think I've got to the end of them, you know, two or three times in the whole life. Um, so sleep meditations, but then also morning meditations. So if you're struggling with stress, one thing that I do is I get up, drink water, make me coffee, and then I sit down on the couch with um the calm app and do a do a 10 minute meditation, or I'll find ones on YouTube like a fertility affirmation or something like that. Um honestly, if you asked me five years ago, if you if you said told me five years ago I'd be doing all this stuff, I probably wouldn't believe you, but obviously we go through periods of stress and we need these things. These are tools that we really should use. Um, so I hope that that is helpful. Um, another struggle is I was away at the caravan, so steps weren't as high and I didn't do any workouts, but I focused on food still. So first of all, well done for focusing on food because I know that when you're right away and you're out of your normal routine, that can be a difficult thing to do. Um, what I would say as well about the activity, it's not a problem that you didn't do workouts. Like that's absolutely fine. But what could you have done to get more steps in? So usually when I'm away, like kind of being active is still in the forefront of my mind. But I think that's because I like to move about and explore and go see things. Um, So was there anything that you could have done? Could you have got up and gone for a walk? Could that have been your time each day where you go and listen to a podcast or your audio book? Where like you just go for, you know, an hour walk each morning before anyone wakes up or in the evening when the kids have gone to bed? Is there anything that you could have done? Or maybe it was something that you and your partner could go for a walk? Or could you involve the kids in going for a walk? Like walking to the park, walking to the beach, walking down the beach, obviously weather depends and all of those things like is there if you look back on the week is there things that you could have done to be more active and if so 
Can you do those next time? Just something to think about. Not saying that it's a bad thing that you that you chilled out and you didn't get your steps, but is there more that you could have done? And would you next time? Okay, so um oh fan a final struggle. So sweets, if they are there, I'll eat them all regardless of if I'm hungry. So one thing that I want to just tell you is this was also me. If there was chocolate, I used to work in an office, and if there was chocolate at the end of my bank, I would be like oh my gosh, that chocolate is talking to me. And I would just keep going and keep going and keep going. Also, I never used to be able to, my, I used to, I told my mom to stop buying all chocolate because I would get home and I would just eat every single bit of chocolate that was in the house. Um, And I mean, now it, 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 right now I could have a cupboard full of chocolate downstairs and I actually do have bits of chocolate downstairs and sweets downstairs and I don't have to eat them all. And I think, that that has only come from me um, not surrendering to the belief that I have to eat them all. So I thought that I was just one of those people who had no self-control, who had no willpower. And if it was there, I had to eat it. Like I just told myself I was that person. I told everyone else that I was that person. And then I was like, you know what? No, because I, I read this book, changed the way that I thought. And I was like, no. I'll, I'll decide if I want to be that type of person. And if I don't want to be that type of person, I can change the way that I react to things, to these things. So we can't just be one of these people who just be like, oh, well, I just eat them all. I'm just, I'm just like that. You're not, you're allowing yourself to be like that. That's you making an excuse for yourself. No one was born like that. It's just that you've allowed yourself to become like that. So you, what you want to do is a kind of have a conversation in your own head to be like, I'm going to have a handful and that's going to be enough. I'm going to save them and then I'm going to leave it there. And then you're going to remind yourself of why you are making that decision. Because I want to stay in without my calories. Why? Because I want to lose weight. Why? Because I want to feel more confident. Okay. Um, if it's not a weight loss thing, so I'm going to have just a handful of calories, a handful of these sweets. But why? Because I know that that is the healthier option. And my goal is to be healthy Um you know, throughout my life and to have a healthy balance. And I know that I am in control and can't just have these and then move on. And it does work. Like the first time you do it, you're like, whoa, as if that I've just done that. So, and it was like little things like, like I used to do. So me and Fran used to go to the shop. We'd go with a tenner and we'd spend every single penny of the tenner on sweets and chocolate. Whereas now it's like, let's just get a share bar. And then even then, instead of taking the whole share bar to the couch, which sometimes we do do, don't get me wrong. But if it's a Wednesday night and there's a share bar in the cupboard, I'm just going to take a row and then put the share bar back in the cupboard. So same thing with the sweets. Take a handful of the sweets, say that's my, they're my sweets for today. And I'm going to put them back and I'm going to make this packet of sweets last as long as possible. This is something that I said at Christmas and I said at Easter as well. It's that instead of thinking, oh, I need all this out the house, I'm going to eat it all, so then it's gone. Start playing a game of how long can I actually make this last? Can I still be eating my Christmas chocolate chocolate when it gets to March? Can I still be eating my Easter chocolate when it gets to July? And I know loads of the girls in the Confidence Club took this challenge on this year. And it, it was good. It's like It's something that I play with myself. It's like, well, if I don't eat that whole packet of sweets now, it means that tomorrow I can have a handful. And it means that the next day I can have a handful and the next day. And they're little drops of pleasure all throughout the week instead of me eating them all in one go and feeling bad about it. That is like that that that's like a really good way of kind of 
making yourself stop. You don't have to eat them all. You you can stop and start reasoning with yourself. Is that like, well, I'm not. I'm going to have a handful now, and I'm going to have a little bit of drop of pleasure tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day, and make them last. Remember that you are in control. You saying if they are there, I'll eat them regardless. Is you relinquishing control and relinquishing responsibility? Whereas you need to take radical responsibility for your decisions. You are in control. You can say no. Do not give away that control because you do have the power to go. Actually, no. I'm gonna have a handful because my health and my goals matter more to me right now. But it means I can go back for another handful tomorrow, which is gonna be boss. I'm gonna look forward to that. So just switch your switch your mindset around that, switch your belief around that because I fully believe that you can make that change and I'm going to challenge it this week to buy a packet of sweets and make them last all week. <laughs> okay, so we've only got one two, uh, one question. I've already spoke about period cravings, so that was one of the questions, but the second question is, my Apple Watch is connected to the app, however, it doesn't record my heart rate or calories whilst working out or after. I wondered if you've come across this before. Now, first of all, remember your calories doesn't really, the calories that your watch burns doesn't really matter. We're not focusing on that. Please stop worrying about it. But what, prob- what you're probably doing is you might be record starting the workout on your watch the way you normally do. Um, and then you're logging the workout on your phone. Whereas what you want to do is start logging your workout on your watch. So you go to the fitness app, you go to the Lift and Glow app on your Apple Watch and then start your workout there. And then you can log your weights and everything within the app and it'll also record your heart rate and your calories and stuff as well. So a lot of the girls in the gym, um, this was happening with them when we first set up the app. But we we learned that you you don't set you don't start your workout the normal way on your watch. You start your workout through the app, and then that will get your watch and the app talking to each other throughout the workout. Hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, let me know, and I will try and um do a little example of it when when the girls in the gym because I I don't track mine. You see, in that way, I just log my weights. That's all I care about. Um, so I'll see if I can get an example from one of the girls in the gym. Um, if you are still struggling based off what I've just said. But girls, that is all of the check-ins. Thank you very much for your um for, for entering your check-ins this week. Remember, next week I want to see many more. First of all, before we go, I have to say, Katie, good luck getting married. Um, this was her last full week before she gets married, and um, very, very exciting. So, Katie Thurston. I hope you have an amazing time. I'm sure that you'll be within the group chat. Please let us know how it goes. Um, good luck. I am so, so excited for you. You're going to have the best day ever. Um, but that's it from me, girls. Enjoy the rest of your Bank Holiday Monday or the rest of your week whenever you listen to this. And I will see you again soon. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or took anything away from it, please make sure that you share it with a friend. It really does help. And if there's anything that you would like me to talk about or discuss in further detail on the podcast, then make sure you let me know. Also, if you want to know more about working with me, you can send me a DM on Instagram. You will find me at PT. Thank you again for listening and I will speak to you all again soon. Bye.